Professor Feather, and this is the Midnight Gadfly. We've got a new episode for you. It's brand new. It's live, taped before a studio audience. <laughs> Keep it down, Jerry. Hey, not Jerry right now. Murdoch, goddammit. <laughs> the hounds. So, what do we got going on this episode? Got a couple of uh, pretty interesting topics today. We're going to talk about uh, that very famous actor, Nicolas Cage. Coppola. Nicholas Coppola Cage. And uh, <laughs> a couple of cages. <laughs> and uh, what, what, what's, our, what's the movie we're focusing in on? I think that is also today? a Nicolas Cage yes. movie. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, we thought we'd stick with the Nicolas Cage movie. This one is called uh, Mandy. Being all cagey. And this is by... Uh, oh, wait, I watched Valley Girl. So you guys fucked with me. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho. Okay. Valley Girls, okay. There's there's a Nicolas Cage movie for you. Anyway, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about good old Nick. <laughs> Nick's had a Nick's had a pretty interesting career. Um, he is the what uh, nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, he's related somehow. He's I, I think he's his nephew, and he changed his name so that uh, you know he wouldn't play off of the the fame of of his uncle, which I thought was 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 pretty that pretty was, cool. That was noble on his part. Yeah. But you know, as cynical as I am, he probably everybody knew who he was anyway, <laughs> so say. it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Uncle, I've got a job. It's over here at this. I, I got an audition over here for, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but I think it's uh, uh, Lynch or something like that. What do you think? Yes, sir, Mr. Coppola. Oh, I'm sorry, Cage. <laughs> you know what? Here's an interesting bit of trivia. You know where he got his name? He 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 named him his Luke Cage after the comic book he wrote. Luke Cage. Nick Cage after yeah, Luke Cage. after Luke Cage. Yes, that's what I said. Or, yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. I hope. And, I was hoping it didn't have anything to do with a red, right hand. He's a very. He's a very. Um, yeah, I think he's a pretty good actor. What do you guys uh, think? I think he's great. He, I think he can overact. Yes. Yeah, but but he's also in some of my all-time favorite movies. Like one of my oh, no. absolute favorite movies of all times is Adaptation. Oh where yes, he, where he plays twins. Yep. 
Um, and he's excellent in that movie. Oh, um, no. He, he can be really good, but he can also oh, well, be yeah. very Nicolas Cage. He's making, he's making a lot of, you know, like he, he's just cranking him out because, yes. you know, I think he, he was really big in the late 80s and early 90s, made uh-huh. a fuck ton of money yeah. uh, and spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think his net worth these days is only, well, only $25 million. Um, oh, well, that poor bastard. Yeah, but he's just cranking out the movies these days. But even then, uh, every once in a while, he hits a, a good one, right? Yeah, and uh, to come back to the uh, connection with uh, <laughs> Unk, you know, he started out in Rumblefish, and which was, what, 1983 or something like that? And he's, um, who was, was directed by whom? Cobbler. Francis Ford. Yeah. Yes, but anyway, most of his part ended up being cut and put on the, on the cutting room floor. And, but his breakout movie was, and you mentioned it. Valley Girl. Yes. That was pretty much his breakout movie. I think that was 80, 83 83, or 84? 83. 83, yes. Because he had a lot of stuff that was, before I was, uh, like, I even knew who he was. I did not see Valley Girl in 1983, right? <laughs> yeah, no, probably. Don't I, I, I listened to the Zappa song, right? But I didn't, uh, I didn't see the movie. Um, I didn't see Racing with the Moon, which was in 84, and then Birdie, I think it was. Yes. Uh, Birdie's 84, and then Peggy Sue got married or something like that. Um, Which I, yeah. You're, how about... Um, and there again, you know, these are all... Uh, most of these uh, weren't, weren't movies that I really liked. Right? Yeah, they, I know, yeah. They were like but he, teen movies. But, uh, yeah. Teen Raising, movies, yes. When did uh, Raising Arizona come 87, out? 87, 86? Something like that, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yes, 87. Well, that's, um, that's where I first saw him. Was, yeah. you know, I had a painting teacher, and she's like going, I just saw the new Coen Brothers movie. I'm like, who's that? And she's like... And it... Uh, it had uh, it was called Raising Arizona, and I'm, she's describing it, and I'm like, ah, it doesn't sound that great. Um, and then like a year later, when it came out on VHS, that's when I watched it and thought, oh my god, this is like the best movie. Oh, uh, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, but and who's it by? The Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. Yeah, that's yes. what we were saying. The uh, Coen Brothers did that, and uh, it's funny because we went back and watched it. I watched it with my son, who's like not 21, but I think it was a couple of years ago. We watched it, and he goes, "Oh, this is My Name Is Earl." <laughs> It kind of is. That's, that's why true. I said, I'm like going, well, no, I think my name is Earl is Raising Arizona. It's the other way around. But yeah, it's uh, uh, Raising Arizona is the big one that, that really kind of launched it. And he had just, he was on fire after that. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites, 1990, Wild at Heart. Oh, yeah. I made yes. a reference to that a little earlier. Um, <laughs> Beginning his uh, descent into weird movies. <laughs> pretty much, I mean, because Vampires Kisses in there. Oh so my that's God. a pretty yeah, that's, weird that, movie. That's funny. We could talk a little bit about that movie. That's an odd movie. That's a very that is odd a very movie. odd movie, and it's yeah, and it's, it's quirky, quirky, it's quirky humor, I guess. Funny, yes. yeah, because his coffin was like an upside down couch. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and when he goes to bite the man, his plastic teeth fall out. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. But yeah, I really like him. Um, he and he's been, like you said, he's a he's a workhorse these days. He pops yeah. up everywhere, and one movie will be kind of good. The next movie will be a, a, a real pretty bad. <laughs> most so, yeah, there's, he's, most of his movies have been pretty bad. The, um, lately, yeah. I really like uh, Moonstruck was in that era as well. Yeah, that was in the nineties, yeah, right? That's yeah. He's like, I lost my wife. I lost my hand. Johnny has his wife. Johnny has his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that movie. It's really good. With Cher. With Cher, yes. But yeah, he um and then yes, 
just doing a lot of different movies, but and very quirky, and he's just kind of a quirky guy. Um, and your uh, tires right. I think that quirkiness start really started coming out after Wild at Heart. He seemed he almost if I just watched an interview with him, Linus Roach, and uh, Panos Cosmatos or whatever the. Cosmos. What's his name? Panos Cosmatos. <laughs> I like that one, whatever it is. <laughs> Panos. Panos Cosmatos. That's, I think that's his that's name. Correct. Yeah. Comatos? Yeah. Um, and I watched an interview with the three of them, and he came on, and he had like this yellow leather coat on. Oh, and, I think I And saw as that. soon as he sits down, he puts on sunglasses. I, yeah. mean, I mean, he was he was right out of Wild at Heart. And I yeah. think he's kind of uh, stuck to that persona. Yeah, he's always been odd. I mean, even, you know... Yeah, that's true. Because he's even later, he, you know, even when he's doing all these really bad movies, I'll still watch him. You know what I mean? I'll still watch him and go, oh, that was bad. But then, like, what was it? Bad Lieutenant 2? New Orleans? Oh, or yes. Something like that? <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I thought it was really it good. It was actually oh, pretty good. Was it? It was oh, actually pretty good. that a lot. Yes. Huh. Not, so said, not, not quite as intense as Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty no. good. Which, I keep asking people if they've seen that. that that's streaming right very now. bad. Is it? Yeah, Bad oh. Lieutenant is, yeah. That was one of the nasty movies. That who was who oh, was the director? Di- that movie's disturbing. That's uh, Ferrer. For, he's the one Abel that did Ferrer. But he did Abel he did, Ferrer. Yeah. Yeah. He did a Driller Killer. Was that was one of his, his mo- yes. first movies. Yes. Yeah. He did some. Yeah. Bad Lieutenant. What else did he do that we King of New York? King yeah. of New York. We ought to do. We ought to show that Driller Killer. I think is a. Uh, I think it's public domain. That'd be we, a first gore that, movie. That'd be yeah. That'd be pretty interesting. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he did like Snake Eyes. Um, man, he just oh, he, he the 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 two really really good uh, Marvel movies that he did. Oh come on, no, hey, the second one's actually pretty good. It is, it All is. Right, it's uh, what's Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Oh, that's, yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now those are the couple where he he's pretty much over the top. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, he was still like doing big. You know, he was doing The Rock. He did Face Off. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. I did face like off. The Rock, but Face Off was face a bad off. Movie. And, and then oh. Con Air. Wait a minute, oh. Face Off wasn't that uh, the John uh, John Woo movie, movie when he first came over? Wait a minute, what's this sound? That's his chin. That's the doves flying. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, thought I forgot that was, I thought, about that. I thought that is was, that the, is thought, that the one where they had those stupid magnetic boots? I think so. Yeah. Br- yeah. It's like, come on. And how much is this costing the taxpayer? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, and he's been doing. He's been doing a bunch of voiceover for Disney. Yeah. Well, in um, uh, here's here a lately. Piece of trivia. In 1998, he did uh, a movie called City of Angels. What was that a re- What uh, was that a remake of? Boy, uh, I know this. <laughs> what? He's a very famous uh, U2 video director. And he's also like an excellent, excellent film director. Who's that? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's Wings of Desire is what it's a, re- a remake of. Oh. Uh, really? What is it? Huh. Vim Vendors. Vim Vendors, yes. Oh, <laughs> Vim Vendors. Man, I haven't thought of Vim Vendors in a long time. Vim Vendors um, in the, what, the 80s, 90s was one of my favorite directors. Well, he was just considered like the, the one of the greatest directors. I mean, he, uh, he still is. I mean, that uh, if you've seen Wings of Desire and then what's the other one that he did with uh, 
You did a couple with Dennis Hopper, right? Yes. I'm trying, uh, boy. Because he did some that where he did some in America that were in you know, English, but the, yeah. most of the stuff that I really like is the German films. Right? Yes. Bringing up Dennis Hopper, though, he was like at that time period. Him and him and Nicolas Cage were doing like the real bizarre stuff. If you <laughs> just what was that one with Dennis Hopper where they were flying in the B fifty two? They didn't. They never landed. They never landed. Yeah, that's a good movie. I can't remember the name of it. It's actually a really good movie. Storm Riders. Storm Riders, I think, isn't so, it? Something they're like, like a pirate oh, radio yes. station. Oh, or I forgot about yes. that one. Yes, yeah. that is a good movie too. It, yeah, that's pretty bizarre too. I mean, yeah, yeah. But Nick's, you know, he's gotten a number of franchises. He did the National Treasure. Those two yes, movies. that's true. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. what amazed me about him. Yeah, had to make I some like money those. off of those. Yeah, but I like those. You know, I actually enjoyed yeah, those. Yeah, those aren't too bad. They were kind of like Lord of War is really good if you haven't seen that where he's an arms dealer. He's the arms dealer, yes, yes. That's his, that's good. That's why I said he's made a lot of really good movies and some bad movies, but he, he's made so many. You know, you're bound to have some bad ones. And and it, when all is said and done, you know, he's probably. I think he's just an actor. You know, the guy just I was going to loves to perform and loves doing to the, work. You doing know? the John Carradine thing, it's like eh, sure, you gonna pay me? You gonna pay me? I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> he's a working actor. Yeah. We were talking about him being weird, you know, I mean, and, you know, breaking out, but he did eat a live cockroach in Vampire's Kiss. Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> yes. When you see him eat that cockroach, it's, uh, it's But live. was it a real cockroach it, off the floor or it, a cockroach from a lab where it's all sterile? <laughs> it, yeah. It came from some uh, big, big restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Peter wasn't happy. Here, let me move the garbage can here. here this one. <laughs> you can pick them out. Yeah, he's been doing a bunch of stuff lately. I mean, um, he's come out with several movies here just recently. Um, you can see a bunch of them on, on uh, I think, uh, Prime, Netflix. Um, they keep popping up. He, he He's kind of like, I think he's like an upper echelon Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, that's just harsh, man. That is harsh. They, they have similar hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's been dyed way too much. Way too much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Nicolas Cage, man, yeah, I really, I really, when all is said and done, I yeah. do like him. And he uh, is weird enough that he's kind of his own person. Yes. And I think that's the other right. thing, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> if I was in his position, if somebody was going to pay me a lot of money to do a bad movie, I would do it just so that I could, you know, well, hey guys, keep, thank, my, keep my own thing going. Thanks for uh, bringing Nicolas Cage back into perspective for me. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love his hairline, and he would have been a great Superman. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, yeah. Well, he's he's got a couple well, of things going on here um, that'll be coming out. That's so why I said he he's just been around for a long time, um, and and quite uh, um, active. Here's a piece of trivia: we ha- we have him to think thank for. We have him to think thank thank for. Yeah, I'm going to think thank. Um, <laughs> we have him to thank US for uh, Johnny Depp being an actor. Because they were friends, and he said, "You got to go try out for this part or something like that." And I think that was Platoon. Oh yeah. Oh, where, interesting. Where he yeah. was, uh, yeah. you know, where Johnny Depp was learner. So they right. were just really good friends, right. and he said, "You'd be great on on film." You know, Johnny Depp at that time, I think, was looking just to be a rock star. Huh. I always thought uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was his. Well, you know that may be it. Maybe Johnny maybe, Depp, yeah. I thought was that was Johnny Depp. Like, he was like, uh, well, uh, no, actually, he was a kid on the bed. That, he was, he was, but I think it was Beach Party was the one that he actually, you know, that was the one he talked him into. But then from there, he just kind of oh, I, started. He got Nightmare on Elm Street, well, and then I think it was. Wait a minute, when too. when did it, when did he do the TV show? That was late ninety or late eighties. Late eighties. Yeah, so, so that was after all these films. Twenty One right? Jump Street. Uh, yeah, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. That yes. that pushed his that way. We're talking about Johnny Depp now. Kids, not, not Nicholas Cage. We'll come back to him. Although Nick time. Cage did know. Did know Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes, they are good friends. They are good friends. That's all I was doing, just trying to make a point, man. He discovered Johnny Depp. So. I got a couple of good quotes here. I did, I'm, this is Nick Cage all the way. There's a fine line between the method actor and the schizophrenic. <laughs> I like the, I like the here's here's a, here's another one. How'd you do that? Here's another one. I am not a demon. I am a lizard, a shark, a heat-seeking panther. I want to be Bob Denver on acid playing the accordion. <laughs> it's all the delivery. I t- there you have it, Nick Cage. A brief history. You shake the chicken. <laughs> You shirk the chicken? Shirk it. One of his early movies that we talked about was Rumblefish. Rumblefish is a good movie. Rumblefish, yes. All right, there's Nick Cage, so maybe we should uh, move it along. Move it along. At, speaking of Nick Cage, the movie of the week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mandy. 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 Oh, Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Come to me, Mandy. Woo, Mandy. Yeah. You oh, came this is, uh, and you gave and you. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was made what in 2018? It was 2018. Yes. <laughs> Directed by Panos Cosmatos. This was, you know, this was actually his only his second movie. Second movie. Yep. His first movie he made in 2012, which is quite a while ago. What which was that? Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Um. And it's it. another. I've heard of it. It's another very psychedelic movie. Very, very trippy. Oh, uh, lots of lots of visuals. Uh, I'd like to check it out. I'll check it out. Yes, you can. You can rent it on on Amazon. On I Prime. thought I saw it somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah you, no, it's you can only rent it. You oh. can't. You can't. Okay. It's nowhere for free. Um, but anyway, back to Mandy. <laughs> Panos <laughs> Cosmatos. Start Mandy stars. Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage. Mama. Who Bill, else? Bill Duke. Linus, Linus Roach. Roach. Yeah, I like Linus Roach. He's good in this, I think. He plays a good madman. No, he's creepy. So what did you guys think of this? Andrea Rosebauer. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's her, Roseboro, something like that. Whoever she is. Was she Mandy? She yeah. was Mandy. She was Mandy. Yes. Which, by the way, I thought the way they filmed her. She looked really creepy. She just yeah, had. A, she oh, creepy. she did look very creepy. I think the whole yeah that I like the movie. which I thought was kind For of interesting. Viewing, it's not that I would watch it again, but I liked I liked it. It kept me watching it, even though it was weird. But it was just yeah. But yes, she just looked creepy. I, I, there was just something about her acting. She had almost like a Shelley Duvall kind of look going on there for a little bit. Well, there's just all these people that are raving about the movie, and I thought, well, okay. Oh, really? No, I have to see it, you yeah. know. Like everybody's saying it's just kind of like this landmark horror film. Oh, really? Um, and I don't know. <laughs> kind of like Shape of Water, I, huh? I, 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 yeah, see, <laughs> don't get me started on that one either. Um, but yeah, with Mandy, I, I don't know. I just didn't... Uh, it was all right. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I don't like think it was uh, like this phenomenal thing. I don't know. I, I described it as what David Lynch directs a uh, Hell, Hellraiser movie right. or something, you know. Right. But it's just it's you know it was trying for that it also was trying for that like I that phantasm type feel you know what I mean it just you could see where a lot of those elements were coming into play but it just it was 
Yeah. I, I liked it the first time. I, you know, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. But well, the movie relies a lot on visuals. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very visual movie, and there are there like, um, I I get I'll have to give uh, Cosmatos credit because he's he's a very discerning director, and if you watch it closely, he does a lot of things that are that are pretty subtle, and that's that's a I don't know that's what I like in a good director. Who, who can do things and they actually think about what they're doing and about the yeah. consequences of the mise-en-scene as it were um, and and how that is even delivered and, and I yeah. think that's good and I would also and I, I don't I'm sorry I don't know who did it um, I'd like to um, say that the the editor did a great job on this movie too I thought the editing was was very yeah, good. Yeah. Brett W. Bachman. Bachman. Okay, thank you. He, he did a he did a, a bang up job on and the this cinematographer movie. was Benjamin Loeb. The, and the good cinematography, um, and I think probably um, Linus Roach is probably the the breakout uh, entity of this movie. Yeah. I think his character and his performance, I think, are just phenomenally good and we talked about um and you know to talk about the overall movie i i didn't like the movie really well but i didn't dislike it by any means i mean i you know it's it it had elements that i really liked and this is another movie i think that this is one where we talk about nick cage you know going overboard (laughs) i mean he there's one scene here where he just he just goes as as nuts and bananas as you can possibly get in his underwear in his underwear <laughs> but yes. it kind of but it, it it really makes sense though I oh mean, no it, i'm not it, saying it, that's a bad brilliant. thing i'm just saying I, that's 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 where his I, I like, over his right. over and I, love, <laughs> <laughs> I love that though because they knew that and then they yeah kept oh, it up. I, I suspect cosmetos just said here nick do this and 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 uh, Run with it. <laughs> now the story is that uh, depending on how Nick Cage was feeling that day, like he would yes. describe which what what side of the bed he got up on is what they would shoot for a scene that day. Um, so if he was feeling particularly manic, they would just shoot these all these really crazy manic scenes. If he wasn't, they'd shoot the more mellow, serene kind of stuff. Um, which I think is really interesting that they had that. Now, you know, the backstory is, is that uh, this is really a story, I guess, that Cosmatos uh, just uh, lost his parents. They just passed away. So he wrote this story as a kind of catharsis about that whole thing. And I'm like, I can't make the connection. Well, that, between which was us. a long time ago, too. Yeah. Well, that's why I said it was a long time ago. He, he just, started yeah. the yeah. script and, and started right. everything on this a long time right. ago. He's been working off on this. He, I think he had the ideas for this even back in 2012 right. when he did uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's... Have you seen that movie? Beyond the Black Rainbow? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yes. What'd you think of that? Yeah, it's good. We'll talk about it. Okay. Later. <laughs> um, but I thought that the movie is about this couple. He's a lumberjack, and she's like a, a kind of a new age artist. Yeah, she's kind of like a fantasy she, artist. She's a fantasy artist, yeah. and um, they live in the woods in kind of an idyllic situation. Very secluded. Uh, they do a really good job of kind of showing their relationship. I think Panos did a good job right. in the early stages of the movie of I showing agree. their relationship, yeah. and also of being, uh, taking us out of the world, because he keeps referencing back to the fantasy art. Yeah. And um, if you... It, 
this is going to be a spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I yeah, mean, we, 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 we'll always, talk, we yeah, always do spoilers. We're always going to do spoiler alerts. Uh, uh, but but uh, uh. this the fantasy theme carries throughout the movie, and uh, it even with the culmination at the end of the movie. And I think that's a major factor in how you view the movie. Because yes. you you're you're in that realm, and I this is where it becomes. I don't necessarily maybe Lynchian, but I think more Cronenberg esque. <laughs> no, that no, that's interesting. More I, Cronenbergian or something. Um, you know, I yeah, because that's a nice comparison too. Just because of the way that that he deals with the subject matter and how he deals with reality. Um, that's reality in this movie is. Very really, mutable. Yeah. Very mutable, <laughs> exactly. Linus Roach plays a hippie cult leader who has a, a group of people, and they, what, and they travel around, but they're just, they're, um, essentially, he's essentially insane. Um, <laughs> very much kind so. Kind like a Manson thing going uh, But on. it's like a Manson thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Coming back to that whole <laughs> reference again. But it, yeah, it is. It very much is like a Manson uh, type of uh, family. And uh, they, he passes. Um, what's her name? Uh, the girl. The girl's name. What's Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, Sandy. He passes. He passes Sandy on the road, and he immediately is drawn to her, which I thought was was interesting because um, Mandy is made up not to be good looking um, at all. She's not good looking at all. A- Unearthly look about her. Yeah, I think. and she and she has that scar, and you know, which is never explained. And, uh, and like her eyes are kind of yes, expressionless, and, or yeah. however you want to say that. It was just, yeah, yeah. And but anyway, he takes a shine to her, and so they go back at night and uh, beat the shit out of Nicholas Cage and abduct her and take her to their compound. And uh, Nicholas Cage then loses it and becomes this raging. Killing machine, <laughs> which, uh, you know, cage unlocked. Um, yes, really. <laughs> um, and it goes through uh, back and forth between cage and uh, the uh, the cult. And I think the um, the du- the juxtaposition of the two is very good. And when it, the actual culmination of the meeting between um, the cult leader and uh, Nicholas Cage, man, I can never remember people's names in movies. <laughs> what are what are what what is what's his name in the movie? I, what's Nicholas Cage's name in the movie? Red Miller. Red. Red. How could I forget that? I and didn't his, know either. And, and Mandy. Red, Red and Mandy. And then there's uh, what's it? What's Linus? Jer- Jeremiah Sand. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah, okay. And he was like a defrocked minister, wasn't he? Well, he was, a de- well, he was also a failed pop star. Yes. You know I mean, like he was this musician that he kept. He was fantasizing yes. about being this great. You know. Because this takes place in the early 80s. Yes, like, 83, 83 or something, yes. I think. Yep, it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Nicolas Cage probably was laughing about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what was I doing in 83? <laughs> Lost Highway. <laughs> Valley Girl. It wasn't at Lost Highway yet. Yeah, Lost, Lost Highway. Time. He wasn't in Lost Highway. No, he wasn't even no. in Lost Highway. <laughs> he was, was lost. He was. <laughs> he was being a lost. Uncredited. Uncredited. He was the he highway. wandered in on the set. Get out of there, Nick. <laughs> Anyway, so but but yeah, Mandy is kind of a study in, in in just in depravity for one thing, and in 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 the mentality the the cult mentality. It really delves into that 
um, how the cult members are so um, enamored of the cult leader of Jeremiah. Um, a couple of interesting cult members there. Yeah, there are the um, what's the the there's the the older guy that's kind of like his right hand man that uh, he sends out with the what is it the horn or the flute or whatever to which, call which to call I the found really interesting bikers. the whole thing yeah. that 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 instrument reminded me of a Cronenberg device yes it did yeah that's yeah, that's funny that's it had that organic look to it yeah. I like, uh, so those psychedelic bikers get called, right? And what do they have to, what's, what do they pay them with? Oh, it's blood. No, yeah. acid. Acid. Yeah. LSD. Well, that, whatever that. Yeah, it's LSD. But it's yeah, LSD. It's, it's from, LSD. From the chemist. The chemist who right? is and kind it's of a, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's the special LSD, which uh, doesn't Nick Cage end up taking himself? Yes. Dips. You know? <laughs> so so we, we've, we, we've entered the realm of fantasy and... And, uh, you know, unreality early on. And then Nick Cage does take some of this super acid. <laughs> and then the, the, that element just, I that loved, I loved element how, of unreality <laughs> just gets even worse. Yeah, I like how they use the red tint for the, like when he, they were driving up and, you know, and he's looking through this red veil at her, you know, and she would look. You know, I liked how they cut that, you know, back and forth. Right. You know, every time you saw the bikers, it was with that red haze. And it's usually, and after Nick licked his finger, suddenly everything's that red haze again. Yeah. It's just, it was interesting how they jumped back and forth with those realities. Yeah. That way also, you know, you, suddenly you've, you're high or whatever. Well, on you know, the connotation, yeah, it's it, it, it's a visual, yeah, visual yeah. representation. And I thought that was a very cool. Of yeah. the, of the and they also like they not only are they using like Cronenberg, but they're also uh, you know they're going after Sam Raimi, you know, with <laughs> a lot of stuff that they do with the absurd kind of weapons and, and uh, fights and the chainsaws, right? You know? And and uh, that axe that Bill Duke makes him, right? Oh, sweet. that's right from uh, that's Phantasm. A nice, yeah, yeah. That's from Phantasm. That's that's kind of a Phantasm. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the and uh, Gadfly mentioned that this was kind of a you know uh, a Lynch meets Hellraisers. As soon as you see the bikers, you understand where the Hellraisers part. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty they, cool. They're they pretty are creepy. true Hellraisers. <laughs> yeah, they're creepy, but you just you never know. Are they some sort of supernatural thing, or is it just drug fueled? You know, because I, I like well, that. I like that going through the movie, though. Well, there again, I mean, yeah, I mean, you ultimately know that they're just human, but right. the the way that it's filmed and the way that that, that you get a little question. Cosmatos wants you to perceive things. Is is this you know? Is this the reality, or is this just the way I'm I'm seeing it because of other circumstances? Right. Well, yeah, because he goes to see the chemist. You know. Yes. And, just the question. And, and yeah, yeah, and he's just like, I'm like, how did he get there? And then he leaves. I'm like, well, where do you go? How do you get out of it? Like, where is this chemist in relation to everybody else? You know what I mean? Right. Yes. It's just so weird. And then the, those cages full of what tigers and lions or yeah. whatever. You know, the tiger. Yeah, the tiger. The tiger. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you because it look, it feels like a really dangerous situation. But then the chemist is just like, oh, you poor child. You know, it's like, and it's, decides yeah. to help him out. Well, but then, bizarre. but then, what's interesting about that is the chemist real is or is this a figment of his imagination? Because the tiger is referenced from Mandy's art. Yeah, right. The art in the so, books that she reads. So, well, the whole thing becomes a quest. Well, anyway. that, yeah. well, and, then, and so I'm going. I thought the same thing. You know, as I'm as I'm watching. You know, all of a sudden he's here, and I'm going, oh, you know, that's a hallucination. You know, that's something that's maybe just happening in his mind. Right. So there, there has, there doesn't have to be any. You know, how to uh, juxtaposition of, from point A to point B. 
you know, in a hallucination, you can just go to point B yeah. without, you know, moving through the steps. And I think that there again, it's that questioning is, was that reality or was that just a part of his figment? How much of it is a part of his figment, right, right. you know, of uh, his it, imagination it and what is yeah. not. That, um, and that's a be- that's that's one of the good things what, about yeah, the movie. That's what engaged me a lot. The movie is very, and uh, I, I can't stress how visually striking the movie is. Well, and audio, and the audio is too, because there's a lot of really good uh, sound mixing as well as the music. Yes, Johan Johansson did the music, yes. and he died like right, you know, in you know, right after I think before it even came out, the movie even came out. Yes. So. Man, and it's yeah, it's it's a good score and yeah, good sound, good soundtrack. Um, Good, you know, sound all all around. Um, I I, I got to give uh, you know Cosmatos um, kudos because if when you see this first movie and and you know that was in 2012. Now here's here it is 2018, and he's doing his second movie, and uh, you know I'm going that's that's a pretty big span of time there, you know. But but uh, I don't know. He probably did other things in there, but nothing I guess of significance. I don't think he did any other movies between that time. Um, I'm not real sure, but anyway, um, so yeah, Mandy is just a, a, a romp in uh, fucked up heads <laughs> of several people, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It, I, you really, it needs, as Tar said, you, you give it at least one viewing and, you know, to check it out. If nothing else, just to see, um, the, oh, the craftsmanship of the movie is, is, yeah. is, is very good and, uh, extremely professional. And um, I can see why Nick Cage, you know, attached himself to this because it is a very weird story. And you got to watch it at night or in a very dark room because it's a really darkly shot. You know what I mean? Like it's really difficult. Like when I first started watching it, it was daylight. And I'm like, I can't see what's going on at all. Right. So I then stopped and just when it got dark out and you could see it, it was it looked way better. You could see all the subtle. That's just a dark movie yeah. anyway. Mood. Yeah, the mood is dark, but I'm just like, uh, no, no, know, I visually, there's I just, a lot of it just, is better you know, at night. Chiaroscuro. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Oh, there's the artist coming out. <laughs> but there you go. Mandy by Cosmos Panatos or, or Panos Cosmatos, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, panic. Um, it's like funny to we hear like to call him panic. when you hear him talk to. He has just an, an American accent, you know. So I guess he is raised in. I don't know much about Panos Cosmatos to be honest, other than he did these two movies. Um, He's a Greek Canadian. A Greek Canadian. Okay. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's into this old. Uh, it's, what's his it's face? It's about the Cronenberg. Feta. Yeah, Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. It's yeah. it's about the Feta. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it all back around. At the end of the movie, Nick Cage is uh, red is driving off into the <laughs> sunset, and as the camera backs out, he he kind of looks over and Mandy is sitting over there. But then another angle and she's not there, so you know that's part of his imagination. And it's but red. Then as they pull back, you see in the sky her painting. Yes, two moons, and. This crazy sky, it's and the crazy sky, and, and he's going, and he's got a mad. He just got a crazy look. Got, he, does yes. his, he does. He yes. does his Nick Cage, and it and and that's pretty much how the movie ends. So, I have one more thing to say too, Bill Duke. <laughs> Bill Duke. Duke. Bill Duke. As opposed to Duke Moore or Duke Mitchell. Yeah, you guys want to watch? Take a dump. Say. Wow. 
Insane Radio on Facebook. Guess where we still are? And also <laughs> Tarn Feather Psycho Cinema. Psycho yeah. Cinema on Facebook or tarnfeather.com. That's T A R R A N D F E T H E R dot C O M M M M M M M No, just one. We're still not on Spotify. We're just all over the place. We may still be on iTunes, but they're changing the rules. Oh, so we don't know what's going on there. Uh, we'll figure it out. Jerry needs to look into that. We are on Blueberry. <laughs> all music yeah. is by... Uh, who do we do music by tonight? Sneak Machine, Sneak Machine and, and Silo Dump. And Silo Dump, as usual. We've got some more music getting in the pipes oh, yeah. coming down. <laughs> Next episode, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. No, seriously. Just sit right there. We'll be right back. Maybe. <laughs> we got Jocko Pastorius' brother. <laughs> Paco Pastorius. <laughs> Comments, suggestions, lewd remarks, all should go to radio at, at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Where? Unsane Radio at gmail.com. We'd really like some email. (laughs) We would. We would. Comments, you know, any of that. Also go on to iTunes and give us some comments and five stars. Tell us what you want to hear. No, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) We won't play it. Never mind. Peace.